Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, so 800-259-9231. JJ, you and I uh, went out today to see the trial of Big Mike, who is one of the many activists that have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And this particular trial was in reference to an arrest that was made last year. And the arrest was actually made several weeks after the incident. That's right. Uh, the crime that he alleged uh, was alleged to have committed. So just a little bit of background for you to bring you up to speed. Uh, Essentially, uh, it was during the Liberty Forum, which is a yearly convention that the Free State Project held until this year when they canceled it, unfortunately, due to a variety of factors. But uh, it was during the Liberty Forum in Nashua, New Hampshire, when hundreds of Liberty activists were gathered there. A number of them, probably at least 60 to 100, uh, came from the Liberty Forum to a public park in Nashua to participate in a 420 celebration, which had been going on regularly out in Keene, where we live, had been going on regularly for several months uh, prior to this. This was the first time it had happened in Nashua. That's right. And I think if you go to freekeen.com and search for Nashua 420, you probably will find the video footage of what happened there. But in essence, out of a group of approximately 60 or more uh, protesters... I'd say there was closer to 100, including probably. the locals. There's, yeah, because there were people that were showing up, just walking by, that were kind of getting pulled in. Uh, local folks were getting kind of right. pulled into it. And so out of this group of maybe you know 100 or so people... The police had some undercover folks, and there was at least two undercover officers there. Right. This was well-publicized days in advance, right? I Not really. S- Actually, it was a spur-of-the-moment thing on a, a Saturday. I think it might have been talked about the day before. Then why'd they have undercover people there? I think the undercover people might have seen the gathering and then entered it after that. Well, that seems awfully quick reaction for a, uh, a police force. I think, as I recall, you're right, JJ, because I recall, I mean, I've been to these trials for the for the folks that were arrested at, at this incident, and I recall hearing them saying that they were just on duty as undercover officers driving around the city. So anyway, they make an arrest, and they just so happen to single out the one black guy in the entire hundred or so yeah. people in in this movement and it wasn't even an activist it was just one of the local folks that had come by and was enjoying some company a minor in fact correct he was 17 uh had a i guess he had some sort of a marijuana cigarette allegedly and he was arrested as they were arresting him some of the activists decided they were not going to stand for this and so they went in well i guess stood in front of the police cruiser one person actually ended up sitting down uh, in front of the police cruiser as he was arrested. Uh, so he was arrested on the spot for disorderly conduct, so-called, which is, of course, the police's favorite catch-all charge. If they don't like something you're doing, they'll just charge you with disorderly conduct. Uh, just so That way they can just arrest you for something yeah, and get you right. on the scene. And it was during that arrest that there were some other people. Again, there were probably about three other people that were not arrested at that moment. But several weeks later, at their homes, the police came for them. And it wasn't the Nashua police because the people that were involved weren't living in Nashua. They were living in different areas. So in one case, it was the state cops that came. In another case, it was the Manchester cops that came. Um, longtime uh, friends of the show, Lauren Canario and her husband, were arrested in this particular case. They were tried. They were found guilty. Uh, and also uh, Big Mike, 
who was on trial today, was arrested at gunpoint as Manchester police. The, the stadies that came to arrest uh, Lauren and Jim were very, very nice. They didn't have any, you know, threatening this is issues. A misdemeanor uh, disorderly, disorderly conduct. conduct. Right. Crazy. And, pulling yeah. out guns and coming into somebody's house. Well, that'll out teach guns. him. That'll teach him, Mark. I guess. Well, it's not, the, it's not the police officer's job to teach anyone anything. It's their job to well, apprehend you, the suspect. If you're and Ken then, Miola during that city council meeting, we're all about the tickets are there to teach the public instruct the police them. chief. Yeah, the, poli- the police chief. Well, the, the, that may, they, they give out the tickets, but they, the, that's... That's educational, Mark. Well, they, they, that doesn't mean that <laughs> they get to uh, enforce whether, the, whether or not they're found guilty. The police don't do that. They issue an arrest and then... Um, you know the, the the court finds them finds out finds them guilty if they wish, so it's not you know there may be a punishment, but it's not the cops. Cops don't give punishments. Cops arrest people. So yeah, at gunpoint, the police basically raid uh, Big Mike's apartment earlier last year, I guess midpoint last year, and arrested him at that point for so-called disorderly conduct. Now, I heard today that he spent time in jail as a result of that, and I don't recall the details. I believe he didn't process. I see. I think that was the, the situation. If, uh, it, it's difficult. There was a lot going on in addition to here in Keene as well. But I do recall that uh, he did take issue with uh, you know, being arrested and the, the charges and the gunpoint, and I think he didn't process and served, and then they'll I, I just keep you two in. weeks. Right. They just keep you in as long as possible if you don't uh, go along with their little process and give up information. So they arrest him for this disorderly conduct charge, which is weeks old at this point. Uh, he ends up getting out after whatever happened in jail, and maybe he pro- processed finally after after a while. He got out, and uh, and then this, the trial was scheduled and put off and put off. Like he kept showing up for trial, and they kept rescheduling it for a variety of different reasons. So he puts in a motion to dismiss based on the so-called right to a speedy trial, which is really kind of a joke. I looked at the statute on that today, and it's, it basically says that the right to a speedy trial will be determined on a case-by-case basis. <laughs> so they, they have this provision that says that uh, if it goes beyond six months for a misdemeanor, that you can have a hearing about the right to the speedy trial. But if, if the judge determines that, oh, well, you know, you it's speedy for whatever enough. reason, it's speedy. Uh, this is zippy. Yeah. Man, hold on to your hat. We're flying here. <laughs> right. Well, clearly it wasn't sort of a... Uh, you know, a breach of justice that required some immediate action by the state. Clearly, this was more of a harassment move. Absolutely. And they waited the harass- weeks to yeah. arrest the guy. And part of that harassment is dragging him along, though. The court yep. date, you know, next trial date. Next sure, take a day date. off from work and come out to court That's only right. to find out that you have to come back next month That's or in right. two more months or whatever. So all of that aside, the trial finally did uh, go off today, and a, a number of us from the Keene area traveled uh, over there, Grafton, Manchester, a bunch of folks. That, in fact, 25 people, I counted 25 people that I was aware of. There were more than 25 people in the courtroom, but there were at least 25 that I knew personally were free staters, liberty activists, people here in New Hampshire who are here to There's get active turnout. for freedom. Yeah, it was really impressive. Uh, it was awesome. And so uh, so we showed up maybe a little bit late because we for whatever reason we had to wait for some people and, and get out the door. Uh, so we were a little bit late and we missed some of the action uh, that that transpired. Jason Talley was there from CDEvolution.org, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, and he was attempting to record the trial. They had put in a motion to record earlier like at least a half an hour before the the trial. And this particular judge, this district court judge, in the past I have seen him uh, basically screw around with uh, with cameramen by 
essentially saying that, well, you didn't file the motion soon enough before the trial, so I'm, I'm going to deny your right to record, so-called right, uh, to be the press and to record this ostensibly public trial. Now, he did that in a case where the motion was filed pretty much right before the, the time for the trial. In this case, it was filed a good 30 minutes in advance. And at the very beginning of this uh, this case, not only did he move Big Mike's case up from third to first on the docket, because Mike wasn't there at the beginning, he was also running slightly late, he moves up the case and also says, tells Jason Talley that he can't record because he has not yet ruled on the motion. And this is one of the reasons why I always, uh, when I'm doing recordings at courthouses, I always put in a notice because I stand on the, and they still treat it like a motion, but for me, it's important to make it clear that I'm noticing you, doing, doing you a favor and letting you know that I'll be recording your ostensibly public trials today, you know, as the press. That's what I do instead of motioning, which is kind of this yeah. begging It's absolutely for ludicrous that uh, a judge would attempt to keep a camera out of the courtroom. I mean, it. I, I don't. I don't even understand why they don't. Why they do it with federal situations? I understand they don't want their courtroom to become a circus. But one camera, two cameras—that's yeah. not a circus. These people are standing still. I mean, what the hell are you doing in that courtroom that you want to hide so badly? Is really with a question that I'd ask. Exactly right, and the term you used, ludicrous is entirely applicable because the rest of the story is incredible. Yeah, it is. Not only did he tell Jason Talley from CDEvolution.org, who's the, what do we call him, the managing director of CDEvolution.org, I think? Some term. Not only did he tell him he could not record, but Talley bravely continued to record. And we'll tell you what happened here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm very, very proud of what Jason Talley did today. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include a bunch of stuff, like uh, the news updates. You get signed up. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com. And you can get signed up for our emailed updates or follow our Twitter or Facebook. All of it free at news.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com. 
Com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. Freedomsphoenix.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number here. Just recapping what JJ and I experienced today as we traveled to Nashua, New Hampshire, with a number of other Keeniacs. What would you say, JJ, about uh, seven or eight people from Keene coming out today? Yeah, there's uh, seven people from Keene. So a good, maybe th- almost a third of the uh, of the audience from Keene, a good portion from Manchester and Grafton, I think, supplying at least four people. Yep. Um, so the kind of the, the three main areas, at least, that seem to attract the most movers here in New Hampshire, very well represented uh, in Nashua today. And unfortunately, I don't think there are very many people in Nashua. I think there was maybe like one guy there from, from Nashua. So nonetheless, I mean, the whole room packed full of people that took the time out of took the time out of their day to travel. In our case, it was a you know it's an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back, so you know three hours of travel time plus all the time that we uh, we spend in the courtroom. These are some dedicated people. These activists are amazing. You know, right in the middle of the business day, we're talking about one o'clock in the afternoon. So it's just such a great group of folks. I'm so glad to be here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And we'll tell you more about the Free State Project here in a little bit. But just to recap the absurdity, to get into rather the absurdity of what is uh, what transpired today. Now, we weren't there for this, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we can get Jason Talley on the line here from cdevolution.org, but he's out in the woods right now, so it's probably not looking too good. Uh, so I'm going to go on what I was told by some of the activists that were there uh, because we were uh, slightly late in arriving. The man in the robe refused to rule on the motion that was filed to record the, the trial today of Big Mike for disorderly conduct. He refused to rule on it, said he would rule on it during a recess. So, you know, if we take a recess during this trial, we'll just go ahead and I'll go ahead and rule on your motion then. Until then, you can't record. And so Jason Talley from CDEvolution.org heroically continued to record. And it's a very brave thing to do. I mean, these are the, the man in the robe has these men called bailiffs or court security that will do whatever he tells them to. So if he says, arrest that man, contempt of court, they will put that person in, they'll put Jason in handcuffs and they will take him away and put him in a cage for an indeterminate amount of time. They'll have some sort of hearing shortly thereafter and Jason will be sentenced to X amount of time in a cage right. for contempt it, of court. Right. And it's not even a law. It's just a power of the judge. And, it's correct. Right. There's no, you can do no, anything. There's no check on this at all. Just, just like the disorderly conduct catch all, this whole... Um, pretense behind this this action by the judge is always to keep the courtroom orderly and to maintain some integrity or to protect some someone else's rights by you know abusing this person's rights. But I think that what happened here is Jason Talley called his bluff, and I'm thinking that's what occurred because Jason Talley continued to record and was not arrested. What happened was just <laughs> bizarre. The one of the court security officers. I don't know if he did it on orders of the judge. I wasn't there to see this happen. But one of the court security officers then walks in front of Jason Talley's camera. So Jason is in the you know the audience area. He's sitting in the front pew, if you will, of the audience area, and he's attempting to record the trial. This bureaucrat, this court security bureaucrat, just comes and just positions himself immediately in front of uh, Jason Talley's camera. So you try to move the camera, the court bureaucrat moves with the camera. So it's not that they were preventing the audio of the trial from reaching the camera. He could still hear the camera. I mean, it was probably obscured a little bit by the body of the the clerk or the the, the court security bureaucrat. But essentially, they were obscuring the video feed that uh, that Jason was attempting to pick up. It's just so strange. 
Yeah, why do they care about the video feed? So I get a phone call from uh, Bill, one of the other activists in the courtroom, who'd filed the motion originally to uh, to record this thing. And he kind of fills me in on what's going on so I know what to expect when we're coming in there. And uh, with that in mind, I just, you know, walked into the court, set up my tripod because I was intending I was the one who's Bill. Bill put my name, I think, down on the motion. Right. I think I didn't file it. And I don't really, you know, I didn't really get a close look at it. So I just walked right in as though, you know, I'm supposed to be there, set up my uh, my tripod and set up my camera and just start recording. And so it's within moments another court security bur- uh, bureaucrat comes and stands in front of my camera. So you now have two video cameras in operation in this courtroom where the judge has said you're not allowed to record. You've got two video cameras recording, two court security bureaucrats, one standing in front of each camera. That is bizarre. Yes. I've never seen anything like it before. It's like the whole metaphor of the gu- the camera is the new gun. Well, this is they're they're there to take that bullet for yeah, the, for the uh, judge for the right. judge. <laughs> and it's just it's just amazing what they're and they sat there and and uh, stared people down while they no 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 he didn't stare at, well, stare he, anyone down I stared him down actually okay. so uh, and and that was my intention this guy I was just bewildered by this and so I sit back because it's a tripod I was just gonna I wasn't gonna try to move it around because I figured he would just follow me and so I just sit down on one of the pews and let my camera record figuring oh well at least I'll get the audio and I'll get video footage of this ca- court security guy looking like a total jackball um and so i just start staring at him and he looks down and he meets meets my eyes and it didn't take him long to look away and i just kept staring at that point and he he would you know turn back his vision to me and would meet me again and every single time he would be the one that looked away from this little contest and it what's interesting was when he looked away he would start chuckling as though something were funny or perhaps he were uncomfortable by the, the stare down. That's I what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but then later on, we discovered after, uh, after everybody was out and talking with one another in the lobby later on and, and then during lunch, it was discovered that there were several people that were doing the same thing I was doing uh, without, you know, we didn't. Talk about this in advance. We didn't coordinate this at all, but uh, I was doing that. Meg was doing it. I think uh, Wes was doing it. Hunter. Hunter was doing it. There were at least, Ofer was doing it. We had at least five people in the immediate vicinity of this man who were just staring him down. <laughs> he couldn't look anywhere. Well, he, he was did. facing right towards us. Yeah. It's like if you looked up and stared forward, you would see this man standing there uncomfortably and awkwardly standing yep. there in front of this camera. And also so the judge... Um, I, someone whispered something to you. It was very quiet mm-hmm. at the side of the room, and the judge stopped court to say there should be no conversation right. here. And it was—it's just absurdity upon absurdity because there's no way that anyone else in that room could hear what the nope. two of you were were whispering. No, it was the judge who interrupted his own trial. And when other people were whispering later on, the judge did not stop court to uh, to stop them from whispering. So just total inconsistency. Absolutely ludicrous behavior on the part of these uh, these court bureaucrats. So it didn't end there, of course. You've got a, a courtroom full of activists. These are people that know that the camera is uh, one of the most powerful tools that they can have in their activist repertoire. So by the end of the trial, there were actually four cameras out and rolling. Uh, and they didn't have enough court bureaucrats to uh, stand in front of all four of them. Nope. I guess he'll rule on that motion the next time. Because it's <laughs> going to look better for him if he just says it's okay to film. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Well, he actually did rule on the motion at the very end of the trial. We'll tell you what he said here oh, in a God. moment. You can take control. 800-259-9231. It's free talk. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? 
This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, so we're recapping for you what uh, the experience of JJ and myself was earlier today as we were in the Nashua District Court for a trial... Uh, regarding so-called disorderly conduct for Big Mike, who is one of the activists that moved here as part of the Free State Project, and uh, really proceeded to jump into the you know the the frying pan, if you will. He got active right out the gate and put his personal safety on the line for the freedom of other human beings. In this case, standing in front of a police car um, while they were arresting a peaceful young man for having a marijuana cigarette. We'll get back into the courtroom shenanigans here in a moment. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates from which to choose. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Get a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support, and... If you use HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. Oh, by the way, HostGator is uh, responsible for bringing you the Free Talk Live archives. Thanks to them, the Free Talk Live archives completely free right there at the top of the website. Uh, you can click and download as many as you like. Uh, we've got the last week's worth at the top, and then if you click into the archives section, that'll take you all the way back to late 2006, all courtesy, again, of HostGator, and at FreeTalkLive.com for free for you. So uh, we're recapping what happened today in the Nashua Kangaroo Court as um, as our friend Big Mike was on trial for disorderly conduct because he got too close to the police. He was he was within a foot. Yeah, he was clearly interfering with their investigation by asking questions. Yeah, that's uh, and showing concern for the human being that they were kidnapping right. on that day for for holding on to a marijuana cigarette, and so that's why he was on trial. But we're just kind of telling you some of the just absurdities that went on while he was on trial, and uh, so I was. Where did I leave off, guys? Before, before four cameras recording. Oh, that's right. So so they're standing in front. They, they somebody ordered the court security bureaucrats to stand in front of the video cameras in the courtroom either that or they did it on their own this is an ostensibly public trial where the media is supposed to be allowed to record you know there have been a supreme court decision that affirms this so despite the people doing what this normally kind of called for and putting in a motion to record they were still not allowed to record the judge claimed he didn't have enough time to rule on the motion before the trial which was filed a half an hour in advance and any other time i've seen this done 10 minutes is more than enough 
So, again, just complete inconsistency on their part. I come in there. They stand in, one of them stands in front of my camera. But later on, a demo from LibertyOnTour.com, he pulls out his camera. He's sitting in one of the pews. He starts recording. Uh, another guy had another camera out and was uh, kind of surreptitiously holding it down, recording from the aisle. So there were at least, at least, that I, could, uh, be, that I was aware of, four video cameras in operation at, by, by one point in the trial. Well, at least they stood in, yours, in front of yours. It was on a tripod. That's right. <laughs> We stopped the one on the tripod, sir. That's right. Well, that's where you put the big guns, right? You put all the big guns on the tripod. And he was a big man. That's uh, that's for darn sure. It makes you wonder, what are they trying to hide? It's bizarre because the audio is still likely going to show up on on my yeah. tape. It, it it'll be a little impeded because of his big body standing in the way of the camera, uh, but soaking up the the sound. But he wasn't directly in front of the. I mean, he wasn't standing immediately in front of it. In that uh, the camera was back in the pews. He was in the court area, so there was that divider that was between us, and so there was a little bit of space in between. And later on, he uh, later on, I got up to man the camera a little bit and pan it around, and so I panned it to the left, and he kind of moved over to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was just so silly. Um, but there was more than that uh, there later was on. Several people wearing hats that that's didn't right. get called on. Right. That's uh, exactly. We, our friend Pete from LibertyOnTour.com, was arrested in the Keene District Court for wearing a hat when the judge wasn't in the, the courtroom. Today, you said several people were wearing at, hats? At least three hats, from what I recall. So three people disrespecting the order of the court by wearing hats and apparently the trial was able to go on with hats on you remember the ex- explanation uh, by the the man in the robe at the keen court as to why he had to uh, go after someone with a hat on uh, which no i remember what the bailiffs had said but i don't remember what he said i oh, maybe i'm mixing cases i one no, of the bailiffs right. had said something about needing to see if someone was conscious because it, they could be like where the hood you could obscure the view to see if someone was having a heart attack or something to that effect. Oh, man, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was actually mistaking what uh, he said in that case for something else. So anyway, people wearing hats. Apparently, the, the the administration of justice was able to continue with hats on in the courtroom. Not even a mention was made of, uh, of the hats. Uh, so there was that. And then the man in the robe actually did end up ruling on the motion to record after the trial was over. And what he said was, and I'm going to have to paraphrase, there is video of this, uh, but what he said was essentially that, well, I'm going to rule on this motion uh, to record, uh, but it doesn't matter because uh, there were people recording anyway, or I hadn't granted permission to record, but people were recording anyway, so this is moot. Motion, motion, whatever. I guess he just said it was moot and moved on. So he acknowledged essentially that So why would he, I mean, it's so bizarre I mean, why would you even talk about it after the trial's over? Oh, I am now going to grant this motion for for videotaping, or I am going to deny this. I mean, yeah. clearly he denied the motion. Talking about it afterwards is just well, that's he didn't moot. deny. He didn't deny it. He it uh, is. he didn't rule on it. <laughs> that's those, those, cam- those cameras besmirched his honor, Mark. You don't understand that. You just don't get it. So black yeah. moo he puts on. Well, he, his and honor. what was funny is when he he handed down the ruling for Mike or his his. Uh, his merciful sentence, which was suspended, um, twelve hundred dollars suspended. Yes, it's just amazing for for what what Mike did, and Mike was very polite, very calm sure in all his his discussion. But anyway, he said something to the effect of, "Well, the legislature makes the laws, and we mm-hmm. just enforce the laws." That's and- why they had disorderly conduct, right? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, and he has made statements like that in the past as well, where he'll say, he'll kind of uh, pander to the idea of like, I understand what you're doing, and I... Yeah, he basically said that. Yeah, I I support, you know, your right to to do these things, but uh, the law is the law, and we elected the legislature to make these laws, and it is my job to do this, so I am finding you guilty. Right. So instead of being a human being and saying, wow, this is a really crappy law, what a bunch of BS. Or standing up and saying, hey, look, I'm here to interpret this law, and as far as I can tell, this is uh, unconstitutional. Yeah, so he doesn't do that, and he's just he's just a tool uh, of the system, and he found Big Mike guilty. But again, suspended sentence means that there's $1,200 hanging over Big Mike's head. He doesn't have to pay that fine. That's all they can do, though, is uh, give that suspended sentence. I mean, they arrested the guy, and um, he'd be they, they'd, they'd really be making uh, trouble for themselves if they didn't sentence him. So that was that. Uh, and as usual, after the trial, people kind of pour out of the courtroom and the cops come out and uh, we have video cameras. So we kind of encounter them with the video cameras and ask them questions and they never answer the questions. And they kind of rush themselves down the stairs. And normally they cross the street and they go over into a nearby court, uh, a nearby pizza, a little pizza parlor next door uh, to the courthouse called Courthouse Pizza. And we've never actually followed them in there before, before today. And Jason Talley, again, uh, taking the lead on this one, he was able to get out quickly. I I had accidentally brought a knife into the court, so I had to get my knife back. I wasn't able to follow as quickly. But I got my knife, got myself out, and uh, kind of ran to, to catch up. And the cops escaped into this pizza parlor. One of the pizza parlor uh, employees, or somebody who's real close to the pizza parlor, comes outside and there's some sort of, uh, I guess, conversation between him and Tally. I approached to discover that the allegation is that we are not wanted in the uh, the pizza parlor. So Tally and I go inside the pizza parlor. I am not recording. Oh, no, it was specifically that the cameras weren't wanted or the, the recording wasn't wanted. And so I turned my camera off. I'm going to respect the, the private property owner's wishes in that particular case. I turned my camera off. Tally and I uh, go inside. He had his camera. Whether it was on or off, I don't know. Um, so we go inside. The, fo- the cops are standing there. And the cop tells us that the owner does not want us there. And I said, well, yeah, where's the owner? And so the owner was apparently there, a man behind the counter, said he was the owner. He said he did not want us there. And I said, are you sure about that? There are 25 people out here that are pretty hungry. And he decided that uh, he would rather have the business of the police, the handful of cops. Now, they're probably regulars. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That's a very important. Than, uh, than the 25 people that were standing well, outside. he did call his establishment courthouse pizza. For I nothing, mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But the encounters with the police did not end there. We'll continue here in a moment uh, with the rest of the story. And, of course, your, your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. It's free talk. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. And you can also join us online at freetalklive.com, where if you enjoy this program, you can help support 
Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com and getting a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Everything from web banners to graphics to flyers that you can print out, business card graphics, more all, all kinds of stuff uh, there for you at promote.freetalklive.com. Now, throughout the hour so far here, and we will get to your phone calls, just want to make sure we bring everybody up to speed on what has uh, transpired here in New Hampshire because kind of, this is the reality show aspect uh, to, to Free Talk Live where we are actually not just talk show hosts, but we're also activists and we get out of the studio and do things, uh, hopefully with the uh, intention of improving the status of liberty in our lifetime, becoming uh, clo- getting closer to the idea of having true freedom for, uh, for human beings. And so we moved here, all of us, all three of us on the show tonight, moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who've decided to pick up their lives and their families and business or whatever and move themselves to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Hundreds have made the move so far. Thousands are pledged. Over 10,600 people currently pledged to make that move. Hundreds of them have already made the move. We're the early, some of the early movers. The official move hasn't even begun yet, and there are always new people coming in and, and making the move here to New Hampshire and, and getting active. And it's so great to be a part of this because people back each other up. How many times have you been to court and had 25 people sitting in the, uh, the pews, if you will, or the rows there that are, that are there for you? That are there to provide you with uh, human beings supporting you. How many times and, has that happened for you? You know, and so uh, so many people feel like it's not worth taking something to court because they, you know, they, they're just a drop in the bucket. Whereas here in New Hampshire, where so many people are taking things to court, it it's clogging up the system and making it more difficult for them to go about the business of extorting money and uh, screwing with people. Not so, only that, but it's also the other activism that occurred before the court happened, like when Mike got arrested mm-hmm. and people, there was an outpouring of support, calling the jail, um, protesting, holding signs, going to the jail. Yep. So it's all that. It's not. It's it's every step of the way. When the arrest happens, there's people with cameras watching and recording everything that's going on and, and talking to the police and, and, and just sort of being a presence to, to, to let the police know that this person is not alone. This, this does not exist anywhere else in the liberty movement. It's an incredible group of people, and I'm so proud to be here amongst Definitely. them. It's, it's just fantastic. And you can be amongst them, too. All you have to do is go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project. But if you're not quite ready to, you're not quite sure as to whether or not you want to come up here, maybe, you know, maybe you don't really believe it. Some people have said, like, this is like that Keene or, or New Hampshire is like this mythological place. It's fantasy. <laughs> that they're not sure if it actually exists. Uh, so come on up and see it for yourself. The Porcupine. Pine Freedom Festival is happening in northern New Hampshire at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains. Uh, it's going to be happening June 20th through the 26th. Last year, over 800 liberty-oriented people were hanging out, camping together, socializing, partying, doing kids' activities. All kinds of different things go on. JJ, you're heading up the Music Fest uh, right. this time around. So there's going to be plenty of uh, rock music and all other types of music yeah, A lot happening. of hip-hop, a lot of rock, uh, rock and uh, various other bands in the middle we're gonna try to get some more jazz and stuff it's gonna be great Uh, but everyone gets hooked that's the thing you know you go to one pork fest and it's it's just amazing not just the people and the event but the entire 
feel. The, the mountains up there, the view is beautiful. So people are hooked. They want to come again. And yeah, again. it's a great vibe, no doubt. I'm excited about being there. Free Talk Live, of course, is going to be there. And we're actually going to be there the entire week this time. Uh, it's, it's expanded officially to a full week. It used to be it was just a weekend officially, but people would show up earlier in the week just because it's that much fun to be around these people. And so the event has officially expanded from June 20th through the 26th. You can go to porkfest.com to get registered and save 20% on the early bird registration, which is cheap, by the way, 25 bucks. Uh, you can save 20% on that by entering our code, which is free talk live to the discount code area. And by the way, use all use that as one word. So take out the spaces free talk live to save 20% at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C. F-E-S-T dot com. What are you waiting for? We look forward to seeing you here in New Hampshire. It's going to be an absolute blast. Yep. So, again, a bunch of these free staters, or not all of them were free staters. Some of the people there today were just liberty activist people that were already in New Hampshire for whatever reason. Maybe they were born Showed here. up without signing up. For the yeah, Pacific. exactly. Free staters are people that have you know made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And liberty activist is a much larger term. Anyway, there's over 25 people in this courtroom uh, for Big Mike's trial today where he was found guilty. We filed out, followed the cops afterwards, a few of us did, and uh, the cops kind of went and hid in this uh, local pizza parlor that refused to take our business and kicked us out. So we left. It's their private property. We left. I really but, wonder if they can do that. I mean, you guys Refuse left, your business? Yeah. If you guys left of your own accord because you believe in personal property rights and, right. and you support people's uh, right to do that. But can they really tell you to leave? Their property, sure, of course. definitely. I, mean, I don't if, think that that's true. I in mean, fact, you, I think an officer was getting ready to arrest. That's uh, right. One of those cops was very excited about the opportunity to arrest Jason Talley for trespassing and immediately began threatening him. I, I, so, just, I, I can't imagine that they could tell somebody. Are, are I mean, you talking about like a discrimination kind of thing? Yeah, like, I mean, I just can't imagine they could tell somebody to leave. Well, I wouldn't want to eat their pizza anyway, right? But right, I see where I you're coming from. I, I just, I, I just, you're, you're asking the question, legally, can they, right? Not whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. You're asking I legally. Mean, what the hell are you kicking me out for? Because, I mean, the cops don't like me is basically right. what it was. So one of your patrons doesn't like me, so I can't eat here? Yeah. I mean, what did you put it. an open sign on the door for? So we ended up uh, leaving the restaurant, but it's in public. You know, it's a public place, so the public sidewalks are out front. And so we kind of stayed and hung around, wanted to wait for the cops to come out. Uh, and so Jason Talley covered one side of the uh, the restaurant because there's two entrances. on. It's like a downtown street, so there's two streets on uh, both sides, one street on both sides, or two streets on both sides. Anyway, so uh, he covered one door. I covered the other door, and uh, Adamo was there from LibertyOnTour.com as well. So we had at least three cameramen uh, outside of this restaurant, yeah. and the cops are inside having a little powwow session. Like one other cop car shows up. This other cop in uniform gets out, goes in to talk to his buddies. And so we're out there for a little while, and, uh, and they finally... Uh, one of them comes out and starts walking down the street. Jason Talley and I uh, immediately follow him while Adamo stays back in case one of the other ones was going to go in a different direction. And uh, Jason is peppering this guy with all kinds of questions about, you know, how he is, uh, why he's arresting peaceful people. And and I asked him this question about, about uh, well, you know, when was the last time you actually arrested somebody who was hurting another person? And of course, this cop. <laughs> Did not want to answer these questions, uh, and so we, we followed him around for a while, and he was doing nothing at all but just walking around. Like, he had nowhere he was going. Sure, he was he running was, any interference for, for the other guys. That's right. Exactly. And so he's walking down the street, and I, get, I kind of walk out in front of him, and he's telling us that we can't record him, and that he's off duty, and that he needs to give us permission to record. And um, I said, nope, sorry. you're in a public place, pal. <laughs> yep. So Sorry. 
I'm walking in front of him, kind of walking backwards, and he picks up his pace to make it more difficult for me to walk backwards and cuts down an alleyway. He's just like walking around. Finally, after we're walking and following him and asking him questions, one of his buddies shows up in a cruiser and rescues him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's finally, up and off he, yeah, he finally gets in his cruiser and they, they take off. And, and then later on, uh, we had a nice conversation with some workers that were on a dock that was nearby. They were kind of asking what was going on. And we told them that we we're here to support one of our friends who was arrested for supporting somebody uh, who was being arrested for marijuana and how these cops are arresting peaceful people. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, anybody got one? <laughs> like they, wanted, yeah. they wanted to get high. And so that was pretty funny. So I think that was about it, JJ. I guess yeah, uh, it's pretty, it, it much, pretty much covers the whole. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and then somebody else, uh, another local kind of saw us walking when we were coming back from the, the restaurant. We found another pizza place and gave, gave him our business and he was much appreciative. Um, but as we're coming back, somebody rolls up their car. As frequently happens when they see a group of activists up here in New Hampshire, somebody will stop and say, hey, what's going on? And so I kind of explained to this guy what was happening, and he said, oh, that's cool. And he was driving a real nice car, kind of a businessman-looking guy. And so a lot of the people support what we're doing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They support the end of this insane war on drugs. They support the end of the police harassing peaceful people. Definitely. I think they support not having that fear every time the blue lights light up behind them. Exactly. So a great day. All kinds of people turned out for this. And I hope that we can you know, keep growing this because we almost filled the courtroom, maybe about half capacity it was filled with activists. There well, were that's, maybe a, that's filled as far as they're concerned. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because nobody nobody does this. You, you don't get, when when you get arrested somewhere else in the country, unless you're a celebrity. Right. You don't have anybody come to court with you unless it's your, your best friend or, you know, your, your significant other or your mom or your dad. I mean, it's, it's very rare that anybody will come to court with you. In this case, we had two dozen activists at the very least, and you're only going to see that grow. Right. As more people move here, as hundreds more people make the move, thousands more who love liberty make the move here. Well, also, having more people there gives more, I guess, uh, courage to those people that try these bold acts such as Jason Talley, you know, have, knowing that... For him, you know, I know he's supporting Mike Tyner, but at the same time, he has all those people in case he gets arrested for filming yep. right there. And thank goodness he didn't. They, uh, they did not make a move on him or myself. But then again, maybe they're just waiting. They're going to wait a few weeks and then come to our houses Eight. and uh, bust in the door with guns drawn. There you go. Seems to be what they've been doing. 800-259-9231. Obviously, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and uh, we'll look forward to having you here to help us do it. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more if you love the ideas of freedom. More coming up. Hour two's next. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. Coming up, the latest on the Libya situation. It's absolutely horrible what's going on over there. And uh, we will update you on some of the horrors and maybe give you a little bit of hope as well at 800-259-9231 about nonviolent uh, resistance Nonviolent, uh, non-cooperation. Uh, there's actually some some news about that uh, that's worthy of discussion. 
800-259-9231 allows you to bring up anything you want. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, so we're going to continue here. Take your phone calls. Don't forget to visit our website at freetalklive.com where you'll find that the features are completely free and you can actually control the content of the website by submitting different uh, things that you find online, things of interest that you think our other listeners would uh, would like. You submit it to the site. Other listeners vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked make it to the front page in the top of the website, meaning more people see them. So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. As we go to Chuck listening in California. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Thomas Jefferson's a pussy. Okay. Okay. And what's that supposed to be? He's kind of dead. I mean, you know, tossing. Thomas Jefferson is a pussy. Do you have anything more, uh, you know, to say than. I have proof of this. Okay. Okay. Do you want my proof? Go for it. Charlie Sheen said so on the Alex Jones show. Uh, That's not really proof of anything. So, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, that Thomas Jefferson. All right, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two three. Air and say that a couple of times. Apparently so. He wanted to wait an hour or two uh, to say that. Wow. So good for you, Chuck. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue here, Matt in Illinois. Maybe he thinks that's a bad word and he can't say that on the air. I don't know. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's Uh, on your mind tonight? Last hour, you were talking about a restaurant refusing to serve you. That's right. And it reminded me of a story I heard about a restaurant in Seattle that has refused to serve TSA agents. Yeah, that's true. I uh, have that story. That's heroic. Uh-huh. And the, it's it's called uh, C-TAC, uh, C-S-E-A-TAC, T-A-C. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the restaurant, I guess. And they say, uh, just what one of the employees says, my boss flies quite a bit. And he has an amazing ability to remember faces. If he sees a TSA agent come in, <laughs> we turn our backs and completely ignore them and tell wow. them to leave. Outstanding. Aren't welcomed in our establishment. Well, you know, if anybody were going to, you were asking the question, Mark, earlier, if it's legal to refuse service to somebody, and if anybody were going to have a problem with it, you'd think some, you know, uh, government bureaucrat full of entitlement would be the first person to file a lawsuit. You'd think. Certainly. I think definitely I agree. What they're doing is very noble. They've uh, made it pretty uh, public as to what they're doing, obviously. They they have also handed out uh, signage on their, their uh, I believe, the outside of their establishment. And, uh, yes. And the word is getting around to the various... Um, you know, airlines, obviously. That's going to get my business, too, by the way. If, like, if I were living in Seattle, I would go and buy something from them just to tell, let them know that I support them. Right. Well, according to their website, over 90% of their uh, employee, or of their customers support the decision. Awesome. And they've asked the police to escort some of the TSA agents out, and the police have come in, and they have escorted them out. They apparently agree, too. Outstanding. Yeah. Most of the cops I've talked to that aren't there in the airport, that don't have to, you know, deal with the, the TSA agents on a day-to-day basis, say, you know, that the, these guys aren't law enforcement officers, nothing like law enforcement officers, and, you know, they just kind of look down on the, the TSA agents. So, you know, they, they don't feel like they're good enough to be in their club, I guess. Matt, uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, no, that was it. I just thought that was an interesting story, and if you get enough uh, free staters in there to open up restaurants and keen 
I don't think you'll have anything to worry about about people not serving you. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing uh, from you. Actually, it wasn't in Keene. It was uh, out in Nashua where that happened, uh, where the courthouse pizza location across the street from the courthouse right. uh, refused to serve approximately 25 activists in favor of the handful of cops that had, uh, re- uh, I guess, retreated in there after a court trial where activists poured out in support of uh, of one of their own. And hopefully, you know, down the line, we'll have enough people to where folks can just go regularly to arraignments of uh, of other people and trials of other people that you know aren't necessarily activists and show support for them too. Yeah, it seems that that location is definitely targeted towards those uh, tax dollar paychecks that the uh, the employees receive of that courthouse and yeah. uh, subsidiaries. Oh, and so afterwards, one more, I guess, addendum to that particular story about this pizza place refusing our business in favor of the police. Uh, afterwards, I've called the Pork 411, which is a message distribution system here that's essentially a voicemail distribution system. You call a number, leave a message, and when you hang up, it's distributed to literally hundreds of recipients, act- mostly activists here in New Hampshire, but anybody can sign up to receive these things. So I made a phone call to let people know not only what was going on or what happened in court, but to let them know what happened with Courthouse Pizza and to put them out there by name and say, look, this guy refused our business. So, you know, just want to give the rest of the activists a heads up. If you're in Nashua, this is not a place uh, to go and eat. You don't wonder. You don't want to wander in there and give this guy your money. I mean, he doesn't want you there. He doesn't want your kind there. Yep. That's that's really what it is. We don't want your kind around here. That's essentially all it is. And so Mike Barsky uh, wrote me back. He, he doesn't actually, really feel that way. He just has to protect his uh, his, his uh, customer base um, with the, with the cops. I understand why it is he chooses to do it. Well, you don't know how he feels. You gotta you gotta make him. You, you, well, I think that that's probably what it's all about, right? It's you, a, it's a fair guess. If, if that's what if that's the side he picked, that's his side. That's right. Uh, so Mike Barsky writes in. He's one of the guy. He's the guy that created MailToJail.com. Great activist. He's uh, one of the folks that's up here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. He says that he heard my pork four one one that I left, and he went to their restaurant. Uh, their excuse me, their restaurant website used their contact form and wrote them the following. I thought you might want to know what your policy has done to your customer base. Approximately 25 people wanted to eat lunch at your restaurant today. There were four cops in your restaurant who didn't want these 25 people there. These people asked the owner or manager if they did not want the 25 people there and were told the 25 people were not welcome. So not only did you lose out on a large lunch order, but those 25 people are part of a much larger community and are now spreading the word that your restaurant would rather have four cops as patrons, likely they are regular patrons, than peaceful people. You can hear the message here, and then he links to the message that I left about his business. (laughs) So maybe that'll make him think twice about what he did today. I don't think so. I think this person is definitely set in their ways of collecting that parasitic paycheck. It's a good. I'm sure it's good money for him. He's situated right across from that courthouse, oh, yeah. and I think it's every definitely bureaucrat. his target crowd right yep. there. I mean, what else could he do in yep. that, that situation? So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The only people he get in, he gets in there, are really the uh, the bureaucrats and their victims. Some and cra- their victims don't tend to look like the uh, you know the the nicest crowd. I'm sure, and many of them probably just want to get out of there. So, uh, changing gears across the rest of the world to focus on what's happening in Libya. Of course, your calls are still welcome about anything at 800-259-9231. And there have been protests, obviously, going on in a lot of different uh, Middle Eastern, North African countries over the last several weeks. Uh, but Libyan, Libya has really overshadowed everything because of the incredibly violent response on the part of uh, the government people there and the military. Yes, definitely. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi uh, recently he's there's this uh, this article I'm reading off of uh, Raw Story or the uh, 
agent French French press. But anyway, Omar Gaddafi blamed al-Qaeda on Thursday for insurrection racking Libya as he addressed his divided nation for the second time this week to galvanize support for his crumbling regime. Speaking on state television, the embattled Gaddafi insisted the uprising against his 41-year rule was not a people's revolt in the style of Egypt and Tunisia, but driven by trigger-happy youths stoned with drugs inspired by Osama <laughs> bin Laden. The, <laughs> they, they're yeah. just a bunch of druggies that want me out of here. They're crazy. <laughs> and uh, now now recently, last week, uh, well, basically uh, probably this weekend uh, time frame, uh, Gaddafi has used fighter planes to attack protesters who are peacefully assembling they're dropping napalm right yeah this is what uh (laughs) this is what he's telling himself in order to be able to to attack his own citizens like this i mean imagine how sick and twisted you've got to be it's crazy and, and, and I heard on the news today that they, uh, the the military the military is not particularly on his side in any uh, in any case uh, because it's people from all different ethnic areas and you know it's more of a tribal situation over there um, that the in the eastern part of the the country they're loading up the tanks and getting ready to roll towards uh, Tripoli. Well, there was another news story that said that they're crashing their own planes. From yeah, some yep. some of them are are fleeing to Malta and asking for asylum. All right, so let's we'll continue an update on what's going on in Libya here in a moment. Plus, uh, some of the soldiers that have been accused of mutiny are now being executed over there as well. So they're fighting back against them, too. The government is. More coming up. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight is Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you to our website where we've got a lot of stuff. We give it to you for free. The webcam is one of those features. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch, listen, and interact as the chat room is built into the same page. So go to cam.freetalklive.com to do all that stuff for free. Again, cam.freetalklive.com. The cam brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They offer us also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're continuing an update on what's happening in Libya as the military is being ordered to attack its own uh, civilians. They are dropping bombs, I mean, napalm, from what I understand, on crowds of people. That's right. Hundreds of people have been killed amid brutal crackdown by Gaddafi's forces since the uprising started in the eastern city of Benghazi on February 15th. According to human rights groups, while some politicians say the toll could be as high as 1,000, Amid growing international disgust at bloodshed, the White House said President Barack Obama would would telephone France's President Nicolas Sarkozy and British Prime Minister David Cameron later Thursday to discuss the crisis, as if, you know, the White House can solve everything, of course, you know. Uh, as the fighting continued, swaths of, the East, uh, swaths of East Libya have fallen to opposition control 
and others into lawlessness, residents and reporters said. World governments have scrambled to evacuate stranded nationals from the oil-rich North African state as world crude prices soar above $120 a barrel before eventually dropping back to around 114 a barrel on positive U.S. economic data. Because there's a lot of oil in Libya, is that That's right? That's right. In fact, uh, Libya sells about 79% of its oil to European countries, so the, the interest in that situation stabilizing is mm. very important. And uh, the tribes basically got together and decided that they, they're unified in not wanting the violence to continue. They're, they're kind of ambiguous at first about whether they supported the protesters or the government. Mm-hmm. But They're pretty sure now. They're pretty sure, uh, yeah, at this point, now that the, uh, the bloodshed has increased drastically. Um, but they did say that they were going to stop the production of oil on the oil fields. So As a protest. Yeah, yes. largely um, Libya's oil fields don't really come to the United States, um, so you know that it doesn't directly affect the United States. But it's still States. affecting the price of oil. Well, they they go to Europe, and then one has to ask, where is Europe's oil going to come from? Well, at that point, they'd be willing to bid higher supply for, and demand. Yeah, for for oil. Um, Saudi Arabia, however, however, has said Saudi Arabia doesn't want this crap happening at their th- their place, right? So they've said, uh, listen. We'll just supply all the oil that Libya's not supplying right now. We'll come up with it. Don't sweat it. So really? they've, uh, you know, they're going to supply. And that's the reason you've seen uh, oil, pri- oil prices speculation on a drop in the, the last um, today. So here's some other news about what's going on. According to PressTV.ir, an amateur video shows the bodies of some 130 slain soldiers with their hands tied behind their backs. The mutinous soldiers were shot dead in an al- in Al-Baida near the eastern city of Benghazi uh, in Libya. This comes amid more reports of defiance among army ranks and soldiers who have refused to obey orders by embattled Libyan ruler Muammar Gaddafi to shoot peaceful protesters. So some of the same people, uh, we remember we reported, la- I think it was earlier this week or last week, about how uh, some of the, I guess, their military commanders actually got in jets and flew out of the country, essentially saying, screw this, I'm not going to attack these people. We're also hearing about, uh, today, we're hearing about some of the people in the Air Force just crashing their jets. Presumably they're ejecting before they do this, uh, but they're crashing their jets so they can't be used to uh, to drop bombs on people. And uh, so it's these people that have been... Uh, they're calling them mutiny. They're calling them mutinous, essentially. Over the, the, the government is calling them this. Right. They're you're rounding sh- them up. You're not shooting your own citizens. You're mutinous. Right. So they're rounding those people up, and now they are executing them. 130 of these mutinous soldiers being executed. The IFHR said the brutal crackdown on protesters in Libya is a crime against humanity and has to be referred to the International Court of Justice. Medical sources told the rights group they have seen scenes of carnage in Benghazi, where hospitals remain packed with dead bodies and people injured by attacks by Gaddafi loyalists. Meanwhile, hundreds of dead protesters have been buried in mass graves at a beach in the capital, Tripoli, according to reports. At least 1,000 people have reportedly lost their lives in the security forces crackdown on civilians since last week. Sounds right. Gaddafi has vowed not to bow to popular calls to end his four-decade rule and threaten to crush the pro-democracy protesters. And you're saying, Mark, that uh, it's your understanding that some of the military is actually rolling towards Gaddafi's 
Towards home uh, base. Tripoli, yeah. Well, the, in between Benghazi and Tripoli is this uh, town that Gaddafi's from. I'm not familiar with the name. I, it's mm. not like a you know. I'm I'm no foreign policy expert here or anything like that. I just watch the news like anybody else. But um, his his hometown is in between, and apparently they're you know they're dug in there too. I don't his know. troops. You mean S- somebody Gaddafi's is? Troops. I mean, you see, he doesn't really. Uh, this is the part you have to understand. He's kept the military weak over mm-hmm. the years and actually supplied sort of tribal militias and that kind of thing mm-hmm. in the hopes that uh, he could keep them loyal to him because the military basically takes uh, you know people from all different tribes and you know it's it, it's a confusing array. Yeah, it, this story I have here, uh, a little part I want to read here. A dozen army and police commanders came forward in the eastern town of Al Baida to pronounce their support for the popular revolt, each being widely applauded by the crowd. Mm. I have left my job to come to Albaida in solidarity with my people, said Police General Salah Metzek. They say I'm a traitor, but I have principles. General Abdul Aziz Albusta said he had refused orders to fire on civilians as the uprising erupted last week. They asked us to confront the people, and I refused. We cannot use our weapons on our young, he said. On Tuesday, Gaddafi vowed to remain as Libya's leader. He said he would die as a martyr in the in the land of his ancestors and fight to the last drop of his blood. He probably means it too. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. You know, this is this this really it confronts me with a problem. I believe that peaceful solutions are the best, but when you're dealing with a sociopath, like a real live sociopath the kind that would would rather see you dead than uh than than lose an ounce of their power mm-hmm. what do you do in that circumstance i mean for me I, I you know i just i wonder whether a bunker buster bomb is the best solution to this problem well really what should happen is those people around him those people closest to him should realize this guy's a nut job at some point when everybody years now well no i'm just saying right but now during the revolts them. during this during this uprising as as he loses more and more support, like this this um this latest interview he did was a twenty minute interview. Now prior to that, he had done a, a seventy yeah. a seventy five minute interview at a podium in, on live television. Uh-huh. But this one was done by telephone from undisclosed location. So there are people, I, I guess, assuming that he is losing supporters and he's more, I guess, bunkered down, mm-hmm. needs less uh, guards and and people around him to maintain the security. Well, so, the more guards you have, the more likely one of them is going to turn on you, right? Yeah. You, yeah. You, I, I suppose if one of them caps him, but then what are, What are the other guards going to do? Cap him, I would assume. Just depends on how yeah, dedicated he is, yeah. right? It all, all just depends. So 800-259-9231. Also, uh, security forces used heavy machine guns to stop crowds of protesters recently. Indeed, Libya has tightened its clampdown after this by launching a door-to-door search for opposition protesters. Kicking in people's doors, searching their homes, 800-259-9231. You take control. Could it happen here? It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Ring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. Uh, all the features there are completely free, so enjoy those. Uh, by the way, those features include listening options. We've got live streams around the clock. 
The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can watch us on the webcam. You can tune in via your, the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to our streams that way. Got 93 radio affiliates on AM and FM across the country, airing the show at various different times throughout the week. And our free-to-air satellite feed. It's all there for you and free at listen.freetalklive.com. If you've been paying attention to the news or talk radio or any of these venues, you know that people are stocking up on gold and silver, whether it's a hedge against inflation as a barter currency in, sa- in case something terrible happens or, uh, you know, just with the hope of there being some increase in the value. Well, um, if you want to do that and you're looking around, check out gold.freetalklive.com. I've picked out some some hand-picked pieces there that I think are really great value. You can compare them to other places that are offering gold and silver and see if they're the right choice for you. Some of them are really only available at this location, um, and some of them are the lowest prices you're going to find on the Internet. So go check out gold.freetalklive.com. When you buy there, take into consideration that shipping is the same on 20 coins as it is on one. So it might be better to get some silver instead of one gold piece. It might be better to get 20 silver pieces gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Let's talk to David listening in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, David, what's on your mind tonight? Um, you guys at the Vism, I think you did some great uh, great stuff today. Um, that, that pizza guy, I mean, he really lost out losing like 25 patrons. I think... I think he that 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 was activism right there because money went out of his pocket and he's going to think about that. Oh yes, I'm sure he is. He is. I, I hope he does. You know I mean, mean? It, what you're referring to is after a courtroom activism today, some of the activists yeah. followed the uh, police to a local pizza parlor where the police always go to. So we know that he was protecting regular customers in this case, or he was he saw the regular customers as a greater benefit over time than he saw the 25 people there, but he didn't realize that there were more than 25 people who might be paying attention to this uh, to this situation. Right, right. So you're right, David. Uh, he, he made a big mistake choosing sides in that particular case. Yeah, it was a mistake. I, I think he's going to think it too because he's – uh, well, their reasoning for not having you there, whatever stupid reason they had for not uh, the police wanting you in there, was really kind of frivolous, really. Well, the cops like wanted to wanted like, to get away from us. They uh, they they did not want to have the cameras uh, nearby them. And we, even though we were willing to put our cameras away to go and eat, we just we, the idea was we were just going to go eat there. We'll we'll just sit down at a table right. next to these right. guys right. and, and stare eat. at them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So. Well. That was pretty hey, much it. David, before before you leave, uh, you'd sent me a message on uh, no, Facebook. I was busting you. <laughs> yeah, you busted. I was busting well, you. I wanted to call. I wanted to you know call this out on the air because I think it's an important point, and you don't have to stay on for the discussion if you if you don't want to. But um, David called called us out as uh, the activist. David's a, a New Hampshire. Pretty much a native. I don't know if you're actually a native, but you've been here a long, long time. I've been here about 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, you've been so here longer than the Free State. Yeah. It counts as a native yeah, from, our, from where, the way we look at it. Yeah, and David's, <laughs> David's local to Keene, uh, which is where we do this program, and, and he's kind of been showing up and you know getting more active and getting in touch with some of the activist circles. And, and of course, he's called the show a number of times. And, David, you were a little bit uh, a little perturbed today because you were completely in the dark about this opportunity to go to yeah. uh, Nashua. And and go to this trial, and I I pointed out that yeah, um, it wasn't promoted as well as it could have been. It was only created as a Facebook event, and uh, people were yeah, this invited. Is a, this is an issue that needs to be addressed. I mean, you know, we have... when you say a Facebook event, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means, really. Well, on Facebook, you can create. Facebook's a great 
great tool for promoting things because you can create an event and you can invite all of your friends on Facebook to this event that you've created in like one or two clicks. I mean, boom, all of a sudden all your friends are invited to this uh, this event and then they can invite their friends and their friends can invite their friends. And I think that's what broke down was because uh, Big Mike, who was on trial today, created this event. He invited oh, all of his, his friends to it. And I, I didn't even think to invite all the people that I knew because the people I know are different from the people that Bill uh, that Big Mike knows, and so as a result right. of that, you didn't get invited to this particular event. It wasn't well, promoted on any any of the activist calendars uh, that are out there. It wasn't. I don't think there was a thread over at the Free Keen forum. So there could have been more that was done that nobody sent a Porcupine four one one about it. Uh, there can there's always more that can be done as far as promotion is concerned. And usually the primary uh, promoter of these things has to be the person who is on trial. If they want people to show up, they have to put it out there that they want people to show up because some people don't want that some people get arrested and they just want to keep it quiet they just want to go and, and take care of it without right. having people backing them up so it's it's something that people need to practice at david and i just wanted to address that because i know a lot of the, a lot of activists listen to this program and uh, it's important for them to get out there and, and even if if the original activist who's on trial has dropped the ball if you know that they want it promoted or if there is some sort of an event spread the word about it in whatever way you can and invite as many people as possible but uh, definitely there there have been some communications breakdowns and that has that you know that resulted in fewer people showing up today than otherwise could have i mean we said there were at least 25 people there maybe there were another five people like david who were completely in the dark and otherwise would have been able to make it yeah i, I mean a lot of well 25 is really good i mean even more would have been, you know, I mean... Boy. Much better. The more the merrier. David, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, sir, at 800-259-9231. That's still, tr- it's tough. It's tricky. Well, we're still figuring this, this whole thing out. And, yeah, we're uh, new at this, yeah. you know. <laughs> this has never happened before. Let me, let me make this clear. When I was down in Florida doing liberty activism down there, there were a handful of people from which I could turn or for which I could turn to to get active with, you know, volunteering or doing outreach or whatever it was we were doing. And even with them, it was like pulling teeth to try to get them to show up and, and actually do something here. There are there are pool. There's a pool of hundreds of people and. That is great because it means that there's a lot more that can be done in theory and a lot more is being done in reality. But it also means that there's some communications issues that come up, growing pains essentially that happen. I mean, down in Florida, I could have a list of 10 names and those were the only 10 people I could possibly call. Yeah, Yeah, I can call them all. But here, I can't call these people. There's hundreds of them. I can send out a Facebook invite, but if they don't send out a Facebook invite to their friends, then I won't be able to reach them and so on and so forth. And there's, there's also other things beyond Facebook. There's a couple people visiting here in town. I think it's them. I oh, know it was a couple other people that just moved here recently from Hawaii. Uh, I was telling them, "Oh yeah, you need to go and join the the, uh, the Monadnock Families for Liberty because they've got a, they've got a child about the same age I think as your uh, your son, a little younger." Are. Uh, they've got a young young son, and uh, and so there's this Facebook group that we created for families to join that are in this this area of New Hampshire, the southwest corner of New Hampshire, called the Monadnock Families for Liberty. There's probably about I don't know what maybe half a dozen families in there. It's a relatively small group. Yeah. Um, Maybe over a dozen members, but between the you know, husband and wife or whatever, about half a dozen families. And so I, I encourage them to go and join this group. Later on, I found out that they don't have Facebook. Like, oh, man, what, what do we do now? <laughs> you don't have Facebook because that's where this this thing is. That's where this is happening. So there are still some people that aren't plugged into those channels, and they, they need to be able to find out about things that are going on, too. So yeah. this is, it's a logistical uh, problem that we're dealing with. Well, that's a good problem to have, I think. I agree. 
if if more if there's so much interest out there, they just don't know where to direct that energy. Well, then we we can certainly provide avenues for direction. And uh, I think if more is done on like the Freekeen blog site or something similar to that, I can't really think of a an alternative. Seeing as I, I frequent that one, but using the uh, the blog more instead of Facebook, I think relying too much on Facebook and the membership thereof is. I mean, it's valuable. Don't get me wrong. I value the uh, the ability to communicate and coordinate through Facebook, but at the same time, it does limit your audience. It does. Um, although you know, we know there it are billions to ninety ninety five percent of the population. It's probably ninety percent. I mean, there are billions of people on Facebook or something like that, or hundreds of millions. There's a lot of people on Facebook and and more signing up frequently. Um, so, but I agree with you, JJ, that uh, other activists. Communications venues should not be ignored. Uh, in Keene, we have a, a calendar which is relatively new. It has replaced an older calendar, and it's kind of tricky to get to use it. But once it's a Google calendar, so once you get the hang of using it, it can all link into your. If you have a Google calendar for your personal self, it can link into that. So I've got my Android phone, which is a Google phone. My ga- my Google calendar's on there. I can see everything that's going on on the activism calendar as well, right there on my phone, which is really nice and convenient. More coming up here. You can take control. Uh, get interactive with us online and uh, on the phones here at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The power of nonviolent resistance. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. Your phone calls are the uh, priority element. You can bring up anything you want. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where we'll give you the features on the site completely free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, just head on over to freetalklive.com. Actually, you can go specifically to amp.freetalklive.com to become Free Talk Live Amplifier and send us three bucks a month with which we will take and reinvest into the program, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So uh, do that. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Sign up with uh, any major credit card through PayPal or you can use uh, Visa or MasterCard right there on the site, amp.freetalklive.com. Um, and you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only uh, discussion forum, and podcast and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls. Let's talk to Sean, listening to 104.7 in Waverly, Ohio. Hello, Sean. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing this evening? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to, just wanted to call you and say uh, uh, good job and give you guys a pat on the back. I am the actual... I am sitting here at the station, uh, 104.7. I oh. have the transmitter here in front of me, and wow. uh, I, <laughs> I figured I'd call you guys up and uh, see how everything was this evening. Well, that is fantastic. You're, a, a, you're an operator of a radio station that is not FCC licensed, correct? That is correct. That is very brave of you, uh, Sean. Incredibly brave to not only uh, operate it, but also to call in and let your voice be heard uh, on the air. It's fairly <laughs> uncommon. Do you run your own show on the station? Uh, no, I, I usually run uh, LRN during the weekends, but now that I'm, I have more time here and I've upgraded the transmitter and the antenna system, uh, it's currently, right now, it's currently 24 7. 
Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Thanks for doing that. I will uh, I will make a note over at LRN.FM because we have a little list of our radio stations right, there as right. far as you know who's doing what, how often they're on the air, etc. So you're running around-the-clock LRN.FM content, and it's Waverly, Ohio. So are you covering the whole town? Is that a, like, what's the size of the town there? Tell us about the uh, metro. Probably about, uh, oh, I'd say, just, just to take a wild guess, probably 20,000, maybe a little shabby. bit more. Not too shabby. Have you heard any buzz oh. around town? Uh, no, not as of yet. But well, now uh, that you're 24 seven, it's more likely. Kinda, we kind of got our fingers crossed, and and well, I know I, I've took a drive around, and I know I can hear it throughout the city. So it's uh, I'm running about a, a five watt uh, station with a with a dipole about 30 35 feet in the air, and it's covering us covering the whole city pretty good. It's so. incredible. As long as I mean, with FM transmission, as long as you've got a good antenna uh, height. Then it's it's essentially a line of sight kind of transmission right, thing. So right. uh, antenna height is the most important factor. You could pump five thousand watts in underground; it's not going to do anything. But five watts up in the up in the air is going to do a lot. So uh, that's great news. What did you spend on your your setup? Well, uh, the 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 di- the dipole I made the antenna is homebrew. I made it out of half inch uh, copper water pipe, which is real easy. It's no big deal. Uh, feeding it with a. Uh, uh, Oh, probably with an uh, equivalent to 9913 coax, a pretty good size 50 ohm coax. And I purchased the uh, transmitter from FM user. I don't know. I don't want to say it if it's okay, but that's all right. Uh, Doesn't matter to uh, me. Yeah, it's it's fmuser.com. Okay, uh, they cool. do real. They have a, a real good variety of, of transmitters and antennas and whatnot. And uh, I, that's where I purchased the transmitter from. Yeah. And the the uh, the I'm using the uh, feed from your satellite transmission on FTA. Fantastic, the uh, free to air satellite tra- yes, sir. feed, that's, which is that's what I'm using. 20, the the feed from the uh, satellite. Yes, so sir. I mean, F free to free to air equipment's pretty cheap. These transmitters I'm looking at here aren't too expensive. What would you say your total investment was for the for the radio station? Uh, well, the transmitter was. Probably about oh to the door, maybe about eighty bucks, and I spent. Uh, I had to coax hmm. around here. Uh, I'm a ham operator, so anyway, um, the 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 antenna I probably have about maybe eight or nine bucks in, and the free to air system. Uh, I think the receiver was probably around seventy five or eighty bucks, so maybe uh, five hundred. Yeah, maybe three fifty. That's outstanding. Three fifty, four hundred dollars. Now, now, not everybody is a. Uh, you not everybody that would be interested in doing their own broadcasting is like a broadcast engineer. You sound like you know your stuff. Like you said, you're a ham operator, so you can build your own antennas. You lose that license, they catch you. Stuff. <laughs> well, you know, you'll have that <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I'm but not if you worried wanna, about the FCC a whole lot. But 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 actually, buying your own antenna is not very expensive. Uh, they they offer antennas, uh, you know, omnidirectional oh, no, antennas. You can for, pick up a, you can pick up a quarter wave antenna for uh, or half wave antenna for. Less, well less than a hundred dollars yeah, on, on that website. Yeah. Uh, but the easiest thing I done, like I said, I just took a, I, I just took a, uh, a half inch quarter or a half inch. Um um, cool, yeah, we, uh, we don't really have time to get couple. into the, the whole uh, you know nitty gritty of this, but I can point out if for people that are interested in doing things like building their own antenna, uh, we do have a, a a section of our forum of the BBS, the Free Talk Live BBS, bbs.freetalklive.com, which is dedicated information out there for for building your own antennas. Yes, sir. Correct. Uh, it's dedicated to uh, to people like you who are kind of operating these radio stations to trade tips and suggestions and and stories and things like that and experiences. Absolutely. So I would highly recommend 
recommend anybody that is interested in following this path to uh, to go and check that out. You can also go to broadcast.lrn.fm. I'm, I'm glad to know that you guys are on board, and now that you're 24-7, I bet you're going to start to hear buzz around town uh, because it, it's, so. it's a more consistent operation. And I thank you, Sean, for, the, for your courage uh, and your bravery. I, I think that operating a... Uh, Pirate radio station, if you want to use those terms. <laughs> I don't even community, know that he qualifies. Community radio station. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't think his it, at five watts. I don't think his is. I think that his qualifies as a part. You 19. are incorrect. You have no idea what you're talking. I about. thought I had to be ten watts. <laughs> or no, less. it's far from a part part fifteen. And no, it's not part fifteen. Trust me. Okay. Part fifteen FM station. Part fifteen is a section of the F uh, the FCC's uh, regulations that defines what a legal transmitter can be uh, that you right. don't have to get a license for according to their rules. And essentially, if your signal goes beyond your living room uh, or your home, it's probably not uh, part Pretty much 15 Pretty broadcast beyond 300 feet, you're, against, you're, you're, uh, yeah, you're operating illegal. You can do more on AM. Uh, they pretty much allow you to do like a tenth of a watt or something like that on AM, and you can do a little bit better with that, maybe like a half a mile or a quarter mile or something like that. That's not any fun, though. <laughs> I agree, go. and it sounds like <laughs> crap. Thank you, Sean, for the call. I appreciate hearing Kudos, from you man. tonight. Thank you. Incredibly brave. I mean, because he is, he's putting his butt on the line to get the message of freedom out across the airwaves uh, where he lives. It's incredibly brave. And even more so, maybe a little, a little bit crazy to as call and we, actually have his, his voice on the air. As long as we don't have a station in that market, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, it, you know, it's not just us that's hearing. It's the entire LRN.FM feed 24-7. And as he pointed out, it's incredibly affordable. I mean, for less than the price of the application fee of trying to apply to the FCC <laughs> to run your own uh, radio station, you can run the station. So, I mean, if you if you could afford to do your own real FCC transmitter, like FCC-approved uh, radio station, you could afford to probably set up 50 uh, of these independent wow. stations. I mean, I don't know what it costs to start an FCC station. But I've tried to figure it out, and it is like – it's like navigating a labyrinth. It's, incre- it's incredibly you difficult. you hire a lawyer. Right. The, I mean, the lawyer's fees alone are going to be several radio stations that you could build for yourself. Jeez. So, I mean, if you, you don't build- want to walk into that without a mill, mill in your pocket. A million? I really? can't imagine you would. It would be easier, actually, Mark, to actually buy an existing radio station. Yes. That, uh, that would be a, a much easier process. But those are only available when they go up for sale because there's a limited amount of licenses. Yeah, and it really speaks to how uh, smaller markets are just underserved. Obviously, the dial's full of people. And if, if you're going to start one of these things, you don't want to stomp on somebody else's signal. Yes, but you need to di- be a good neighbor. The, the dial is uh, full in, in metros like Los Angeles and New York and the surrounding areas and that, stuff like that. But when you're getting out to... Uh, <laughs> Waverly, Ohio. Yeah, places like that. The, the dial's wide open. I remember being in uh, places in the United States and pushing the seek button on the FM dial, and that thing just wound around. around. Oh yeah, definitely. When we, you know, moving here from uh, Wisconsin for the Free State Project, you, you you go through areas where you're not listening to anything but the one or two country stations that yeah. come on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. So, again, more information about how to do this stuff over at broadcast.lrn.fm. It's, I think, one of the most effective forms of activism that can be done. It's very behind the scenes. It's risky, but it's behind the scenes, and it really gets the word out because people still use radio. I know there's there's yes, people out there that, you know, oh, the Internet, that's the future. And it's true. The Internet is the, the future, but radio still exists. It's still incredibly uh, popular. The penetration of radio is more than cable television. It's more than broadcast TV. Uh, 96% or something like that of Americans listen to radio, radio on a, a very regular basis. People may hook up their iPod or, or whatever their devices to their radio, but the fall 
fallback is always the broadcast radio signal. And if if your CD player isn't working, you you put the radio on, you're listening, looking for channels. Well, a lot of people went to CDs because music radio sucks. And, you know, they play the same songs sure. over and over again, and they wanted to hear their own uh, mix. But talk radio's got something that music radio doesn't have, and that's original live content right. uh, that you can't get from your iPod. That's all recorded stuff. So uh, so there's definitely a reason. If you've got something worth listening to, people will find out about it. The word will spread, and they'll tune in. I mean, we heard there was a, uh, a pirate operator here in Keene for a while. They're off the air at this time. But uh, we heard that the, one of the local judges was a listener, wow. and he said he liked it. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that's the point of the program. You can also uh, change the content and add to the content on the website by creating your own uh, show prep suggestions on the site. Other people then look at them and decide whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most uh, they can vote on them, and you can vote too. And the most liked, make it to the front page in the top of our website at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian, JJ, and Mark. Once again, that number, 800-259-9231 to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Travis in Florida, and then we'll talk about nonviolent resistance. Travis, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind tonight, Travis? Um, Well, I was calling because I have Ethan here. We're doing Liberty on tour, and uh, we're planning on having a meetup tomorrow, and I was thinking, as letting listeners know, anyone in Miami that wants to come uh, talk about agorism and uh, counter-economics. Miami is a big hotbed for counter-economics. Yeah, um, I know that uh, Ethan has been doing Liberty on Tour over at libertyontour.com as he has been uh, going around the country and meeting up with uh, other liberty-minded people as kind of an extension of what uh, Pete and Adamo have been doing for, for a little while last year. And people can go to libertyontour.com to follow him as he uh, as he blogs about his, uh, his journey and, and where he's going next uh, to kind of keep up to date on uh, what's going on down there. So uh, anything uh, exciting happening in uh, in Florida? I, I can't say I've been back be since hot, I've left. It, it might be a hotbed for counter-economics. But <laughs> Certainly not a hotbed for liberty. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ain't making anything free. Yeah. Well, no, well, uh, what we're doing here is we're trying to get people who are already involved just get the libertarian message and mix the libertarian message with, uh, with the counter-economics, and they're naturally going to be more inclined to understand the theory. What is that? What is counter-economics? Uh, pretty much just uh, 
uh, anything that's, that's outside the government, gray markets, do everything without permits, and just do it on a voluntary basis. Just living on a voluntary basis, basically. Yeah, I, I hope that more people will consider doing that. I think that it's important to take as much money and control out of the pocket of the uh, the government bureaucrats as possible. I don't know if I believe that that's going to lead to you know any really significant change because I think most people are pretty scared to jump onto the counter economic uh, bandwagon and. I don't think that we're going to see much change out of as a result of that, but I fully support people's ability to do it, and I don't beg for permission from bureaucrats to do my business, and I wish more people would stop begging. And I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What do you think, JJ? Do you think uh, agorism or counter-economics is going to uh, really be significant in the, uh, the leading to liberty I think in our it, lifetime? I think it's good for several reasons, but as far as... Significant as in changing laws? Probably not. I think it's good for communities. I think it's good for networking. It's good for creating uh, other means of getting goods and services. And if things happen, you're more likely to trust these people who you've dealt with in this counter economy because of the risk involved, because of the uh, the links you have to go to to not get caught, and that sort of bond and camaraderie that's that is formed well, a from, lot of it's uh, you could you could even just uh, as small as garage sales i mean you know if you don't ask the government in many places you don't they need do have to. permits for that yeah but they have uh, but if you don't ask the government for a permit for a, a garage sale i mean that's that's the sort of thing you're th- that we're talking about here is uh you know it, but there's it risk involved right yeah. i mean there's risk whenever you're doing something that the government is permitting in that they they have licensing for and you don't get that license then you are putting something on the line. You're putting right. your personal freedom I, on the line, which is why the appeal of it is very limited to people, because most people are frightened to death of doing anything. I mean, even today, uh, as we were going across the street to kind of chase down these cops with video cameras at this court trial that we went to, and if you missed our discussion of that, you can uh, get the archive later at freetalklive.com, but there were only a handful of the 25 activists that were actually kind of on the front. A lot of people kind of stayed back and hung back because they don't want to take the risk. They don't want to get too close to the police it's it's a dangerous thing to do maybe they thought it was rude to chase them down i mean you're just assuming what their their motives were Oh, I, yeah, you're right about that, Mark. I, I don't know. But I don't imagine most of these people really care for, uh, very much for what these police did. That's why they're, they were there to support Big Mike at his trial. Sure. Uh, uh, I, I think I was, I was among uh, milling about to different groups, but I, I think the, the general consensus that I, I felt was that people thought it was funny uh, that, that the it's police amusing. were running away from the cameras so quickly um, and yet so bold when the, uh, you know, they're sitting in the courtroom. But at getting back to the counter economy uh, question, I think, as I said, that the building of community, uh, getting to know people and forming relationships where you're used to dealing with outside the government sort of actions, I think that's all good. It's not going to change any laws, I don't think. I don't think it's going to affect that. But there is value, I see. I think so, too. I mean, I, I, I like the fact that people are doing business outside of the normal channels, and I, I would like to encourage it. But I also don't blame anybody for not wanting to. So, like, for instance, today when we went to the pizza, uh, pizza shop, we went to a different pizza shop after we were uh, told that we weren't wanted in the shop that was serving the, the police officers in Nashua. We went to a different one and a nice conversation with the guy that was uh, was running the place. And he totally understood where, where we were coming from on uh, the viewpoint. He certainly was no fan, from what I could tell, of uh, how the police treat some people. And at the same time, he also made the point that he can't be the person that stands up, that he's a target. He pointed out that we get to go away. 
uh, when we're done. But he has to stay there because yep. he's there running that business. And so he can't speak out too much because he'll be targeted. He's that afraid of these police that he knows. Legitimately that, so. Right. If he speaks out against them, that they'll target him and his business and his employees. And, his, you know, and he can't just run away. And with, he's doing with, business. You know, without the support network that the activists have, he has no one to really lean on to help him if he is targeted. So yeah. he's kind of on, on an island, so to speak, in that should he do anything, the neighboring businesses will likely not help him or yeah, do anything right. to that effect. He doesn't have any real support for with any other means other than probably his family and his friends and maybe his his diehard customers. Right. So the best thing he can do is just keep making right. his food and keep, keep his, selling it and do his thing. And then keep, maybe quietly he can support some causes or something like that yes. with his money. Uh, but so there's a there's a different role for everybody in this. And, and most business owners, it's going to be tough to get them on well, board with one going other, underground. One other point is just the whole baby steps towards saying no to the government. You know, it starts with with a person doing nothing illegal, and then perhaps they engage in the counter economy in, in, in different ways other than garage sales and, and one-time things. Mm-hmm. But if you get in, involved in that, you get more and more courage to say no to other things about the government, and it could lead to eventually being more of a activist. Yeah, I agree. I think that baby steps are important. Saying no, learning to try to say no in some occasions is important, and uh, courage Seeing other people exhibit courage can help inspire courage yes. in, inside you. And then if you, uh, you know, do things, you will inspire others and so on. And so that's why we're trying to bring people together here in New Hampshire so that uh, people can be, become more courageous because they'll know they'll have the support behind them in the instance that something goes wrong. So 800-259-9231. In fact, let's talk a little bit more about some uh, violent or excuse me, nonviolent uh, resistance as is being discussed over at theatlantic.com with all the news about Libya and Egypt and all of these uh, movements around the world. Most of these protesters are completely nonviolent. They are very peaceful. And it's the government folks, of course, have been violent in response to what uh, what has been happening for the most part. And the article opens up and goes through some discussion about uh, nonviolent resistance, but then it gets to some lessons uh, that people have learned about nonviolent resistance, and I would like to skip straight to those. First, successful nonviolent resistance is based on overcoming fear and obedience, and I can't agree more. This is, this is the most critical aspect. We talk about the baby steps. Yep. This is the big factor here. You don't have to jump into the deep end of the nonviolent civil disobedience, non-cooperation pool. You can take little little dip steps in the you know the shallow end, and you know to sample it here and there, and just right. just try saying no to something that the government is demanding. Of like you. like uh, an easy one would be not standing up for the judge in courtrooms, yep. or or something to that effect. We are not actually doing much of anything, which is or even if easier. You get some stupid ticket for something, taking it to court. And that's even easier when you've got people backing you up. It's right. it's it's going to be scary to do that alone. I would not recommend doing uh, that alone. That's right. Uh, so doing something like not standing for a judge only makes sense when you've got five, ten people there to you know be there and do that with you to do it in uh, tandem. We'll talk more about nonviolent uh, resistance here, according to theatlantic.com, in moments, and uh, take your thoughts as well, your observations, opinions. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one experiences, whatever you want to share with us. Goes. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves.
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, We're talking about uh, nonviolent resistance, some observations that uh, people have learned over the years in uh, engaging in these activities, as we're seeing a lot of folks uh, putting them to use over in the Middle East, uh, over in Northern Africa, starting to see more of it here in New Hampshire as the Free State Project continues to gain momentum. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. Coming up, your chance to win a two-pack of the Sack. Stay tuned for that opportunity. We'll give you the contest lines at the right time. Also, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yeah, SACL CAI, uh, the principal over there, Jason Osborne, huge supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can help you. If you have some reason that you need to contact a bunch of people through the telephone, SACL CAI can help you. Their banner is at freetalklive.com. It's a top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. We're talking about some lessons that uh, over the years people have learned about nonviolent resistance. This uh, summary coming from theatlantic.com and their first point is that successful nonviolent resistance is based on overcoming fear and obedience. Despotic regimes, rather than ruling through absolute violence, typically rely on a noxious uh, mixture of propaganda, patronage, apathy, political legitimacy, and a calibrated use of public and covert violence to generate a blanket of fear. Yes, the the slave on slave mentality, where where one person says you can't do that, that that's illegal. Mm. You know, I I can't let you do that because that's illegal. I'm going to have to call the police on you. Well, it's it's is it your job to enforce the law? I mean, really? And is it wrong? That's the, really the ultimate exactly. question. Just because it's illegal doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, you know, these same people, um, they can get so upset about uh, acts of civil disobedience. Would they have called the law on Rosa Parks? Would they have called the law on their neighbor who I'm was cert- hiding Jews? Some of them certainly would have. But they wouldn't admit to it now. Of course not. Right. Would they Would they have called the law on their neighbor who was hiding blacks during the slave times? All these are acts, important acts of civil disobedience that everybody recognizes today, today as just and right actions. However, at their time... The conservatives, or whatever term you want to use, the the the, the you know the sycophants, the the government sycophants out there, they were wow, this is breaking the law. If you want to change something, you better go through the system. Well, I can tell you, the system's designed not to be changed. The, the system's designed to not care whether what they do is right or just, just to do it. Yeah. So the blanket of fear definitely exists here in this country. It's not as overt uh, as in some other places with more violent, overtly violent uh, regimes. But people are afraid. People are are very afraid to stand up against the state. They know that there's a chance that they'll be crushed, that their families will be destroyed, that their business will be ruined. Right. Even when there's some amb- ambiguity as to whether or not something is actually illegal or whether they're they're breaking some regulation that requires a permit or some ordinance that they don't even know about. The fact of the matter is there are so many laws 
on the books as it is. There are so many different ways that they can gig you and and take your money and property that it it makes no sense to even study the laws. Not only one are they changing, but there's obscure ones that that you really won't know much about unless you sit there and read through these massive tomes of fiction that they call law. It's impossible. And even if you do, um, you, when the police officer comes and says you're doing something wrong and you say, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I read the law on this. Won't no, matter. That's not, that's, not, that's not how we interpret it. They yeah. could just, they'll make it up on the spot if they feel like it. Yeah. However, it turns out that fear and apathy can be brittle. Dissidents can hammer the first cracks in the edifice by creating low-risk ways for citizens to signal solidarity with one another and see through regime subterfuge. In 1983, for example, Chileans used public slowdown strikes to spread awareness of dissidents uh, against the Pinochet regime as ordinary people including taxi drivers and pedestrians slowed their activities they communicated the widespread nature of public dissatisfaction with pinochet's rule through their participation chileans became empowered so a good example of this from just tonight's discussion uh the story out of seattle where the restaurant has decided to publicly make it clear that they are no longer going to serve tsa agents and then the fact that they had a response from 90% of their patrons saying they supported it. It gave their patrons a way to express their agreement with what was going on and express their frustration with what's happening with the TSA without actually having to step out into the limelight and be seen. But it took this business owner to take that risk and to go out on the ledge and to say, I feel this way and i'm willing to change my business practices to support how i feel that was that was the act of bravery and the courage that allowed other people to rally behind him and show their support right i think a part of it as as i've seen with the 420 protests here in Keene and uh, other sort of protests is that seeing the first hammer fall removes a lot of the mysticism and the the uh, the illusion of fear mm. that you have around what happens when someone gets arrested what happens when someone gets caught smoking a you know a joint in a park you see this happen you see the arrest you see what happens with the activists that that gather if, if you're you know if you have activist friends um and that fear quickly dissipates and this is true of, of nearly every, back the curtain. Yeah, nearly every activist that's come here, the new ones, you know, they're they're agitated, they're nervous at that first time where where the law is being challenged. But the second time there's less, the third time there's even less. And and soon they they have no sort of fear or or, or apprehension about what's going on. They're they're more confident in I know what's gonna happen, I know how they're gonna deal with the situation. And I well, know, you know how, what the worst case is. Right. I know how I'm going to react. And and I think that's the key. The first person who does these, these, these pioneers, these trailblazers, they basically show to the rest of the world exactly, as you said, the man behind the curtain. And that's powerful. Yeah. Well, because the government has this aura of legitimacy that is very, very important for them to keep up. And if that's shattered, then it's hard for them to get it back. And and that's part of what's been going on here in New Hampshire is that we've been showing these people for the violence that they represent. And that's very dangerous to their, their aura because they want you to believe that, that they're there because you chose them. You, you've elected them to do these things to you. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You're talking about this aura of legitimacy. And I, um, you a know, cloak might be a better term. I, well, you know, they, they do so much to maintain it. Mm-hmm. The, um, you know, with the judge, he wears different clothes than the rest of us wear. Traditional clothes. He stands up. 
in the courtroom. He has a, a little a little raised area That's upon right. which he sits so that he can sit above everybody else who's On seated. On the dais, yes. Yeah, you know. And he has you, minions that uh, do his bidding, too. When you talk, you know, police, they wear particular outfits. They have particular cars. They have all the trappings of uniformity and legitimacy. We are we are one. A cult. Stand against cult. us and we will crush you. We are one. And uh, you guys, you're all wearing a bunch of different clothes out there. You mm-hmm. folks, you, you're individuals. We are one. And that's that's how they do it. That's how they, uh, they, they, they make their legitimacy is by, you know, making themselves all look the same. As though wearing the same hat, you know, makes you, you know... More powerful or something. We'll come back and we'll talk more about nonviolent resistance here in a moment, uh, what some people have learned over the years. But first, want to give you a chance to win a two-pack of the Tota Sack. It is a nice uh, product. I like it. I use it every time I bring groceries back in from the car. It's, it's, it's basically a hook or a handle with a hook on it that uh, is so strong it's going to carry more than your arm can possibly carry. You load up the bags onto the Tota Sack, you bring them in, and you get the job done much faster. You can go to totasack.us to learn more about it. You can order them there. You can also order them wholesale if you want. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. But if you call her, uh, if you call her now at 603-435-1105, you will win a two-pack. So you could win, if you dial in now, 603-435-1105, a two-pack of the Totasac. 603-435-1105. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you bring up what you want. If you dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video proving that they are listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see it. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and uh, and in public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. Many graduates have gone on to uh, such prestigious organizations as ABC's 2020, the Financial Times, Washington Post, the Cato Institute, Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. It's libertarianinternships.com. Go there, get more information, sign up to receive updates and reminders from them. This is an incredible opportunity, libertarianinternships.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're talking about uh, nonviolent resistance. We'll continue that conversation here in a moment. Uh, Cass is on the line in, uh, I think, Miami. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, 
I'm just calling to say that there's a meetup tomorrow in Miami. Yeah, so we already actually have that uh, that call tonight, and people can go to yeah. I'm sure LibertyOnTour.com to learn about uh, what's going on with that. And uh, yeah. was there anything else you wanted to discuss? Because we can't really have people calling to promote local events, as you might imagine that would result in a three hour long show full of people promoting local events, and that's not very entertaining. All right, that was it. Thanks. Oh, okay, thanks. Bye now. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airways, but we want to have a conversation. It's not uh, a show that's uh, designed around you promoting something, essentially. Do you see where I'm coming from on that? Yeah, you know, I want people at their Liberty um, events to, you know, get known and noticed, but I don't know that I don't know that Free Talk Live is a good venue for that. Well, we talk about Porkfest because that's an event that is sponsoring the program. I mean, Por- Porcupine Freedom Festival, we talk about every night on this program so yeah. you could say well you guys are hypocrites you talk about pork fest well we're being paid to talk about pork fest and beyond <laughs> that we're going anyway and we're going to broadcast live from there so, yeah, so it's, it's a in- free talk live event something so we do centered around free yeah. talk live so you know i mean i just i guess uh one has to take it to the extreme and say how interesting with the radio program about um you know hey uh come on down to our uh the 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 the, the skunk hollers uh you know uh yeah <laughs> fire muster and antique auto show we're gonna there's gonna be a libertarian booth there it'll be awesome <laughs> guys my grandma's having a birthday this saturday you know, at noon obviously these are ludicrous right, right? They, these are you know these are ludicrous examples but i you know it it's talk show yeah. All right. So 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here at theatlantic.com summarizing some of the lessons that have been learned about nonviolent uh, disobedience, uh, resistance, non-cooperation over the years. And so they continued their uh, explanation here, saying that Facebook offered relatively low-risk activity in which many Egyptians could participate, see their strength, and shed their fear. Suddenly, the unimaginable seems possible. And this transformation in attitudes can happen at incredible speed. As Ahmed Mar of the Egyptian April 6th movement commented, When I looked around me and I saw all these unfamiliar faces in the protests, and they were more brave than us, I knew that this was it for the regime. Second, as Gene Sharp notes, or insists, following Gandhi, that power always depends for its strength and existence upon a replenishment of its sources by the cooperation of numerous institutions and people. Cooperation that does not have to continue. And that is absolutely correct. Their power exists because of your obedience and your willingness to go along with whatever it is that they are demanding. As soon as people stop it. As soon as people decide to put their foot down and say, I will not go any further, I will not obey this regulation, I will not pay this tax, I will not jump through your hoops, who do you think you are? As soon as people start to put their feet down, the more people do it, the, the more powerless uh, the, the government people and the aggressors become. Right. And I think what we've seen, especially with the, the latest uprisings, uh, popular uprisings in the North Africa and in the Mideast, is the... Uh, the crackdown, obviously there's going to be a response. People say, no, we will not take anywhere. There's a crackdown. But shortly after the crackdown, once the police realize that their weapon of fear is pretty much broken and all they have left is, is violence. Overt violence. Overt, yeah. Right, overt violence. Well, the overt violence just you know, consolidates all of those, those dissonant voices into one voice. And those, it acts as, as sort of a magnet to attract all those that have a problem with, with the state, and it gives them fodder to fight against the state, against that, that regime, whatever it is. And it only, it only serves to you know, so, uh, you know, shore up their resolve and, and basically make them stronger. 
Nonviolent resistance can leverage immense economic and political pressure because a regime relies on its citizens for labor and expertise. Targeted non-cooperation can be devastating. It may be no accident that only three days after labor unions joined the protest movement in Egypt and service workers at the Suez Canal went on strike that the military took the reins from Mubarak. Third, nonviolent discipline can be one of the most critical strategies in the protesters' playbook. Nonviolent discipline? That's what they say, uh, okay. say here. We usually uh, associate revolutions with blo- the, the discipline to be, be nonviolent. I see. Uh, we usually associate rev- revolutions with bloody armed struggles and coups. But one of the most remarkable sights during the standoff in Tahrir Square in Egypt was the widespread commitment to nonviolence. Despite provoc- uh, provocative infiltration by undercover police and attacks by pro-Mumbarak demonstrators. And we've seen these same tactics on behalf of the police in, in this country. At peace- peaceful protests, the police will put infiltrators in there, agents provocateur, whose job it is to try to instigate violence amongst the protesters. Were they, were they uh, kind of referring to the idea that where some of the protesters captured these um, instigators and then, you know, found out they were police and then they actually held them nonviolently in uh, you know, in plans to put them on trial. They didn't, they didn't just sit there and behead them or, mm-hmm. you know, kill them. They treated them like human beings and afforded them an opportunity to go on trial and stand up to their accusers. Something the police wouldn't have done. They would have simply right, used a stick. Right, they would have just hurt them. Right. Yeah, I don't think the trials were particularly... Uh, what, you know, they, they seemed a little one-sided to me. But, you know, hey, I, I, I appreciate their effort. Well, I, I think it is one-sided. If you have this police officer who's clearly been no, no, beating I meant, people... I meant when the, uh, the protesters uh, you know, picked up some police officer and then had a, uh, you know, an impromptu trial That's for That's what him. he's talking about. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's one-sided. I, well, of course it's one-sided. It's always Someone, one-sided. Yeah, the police yeah. officer is using gross violence against people. What, what more do you need? It's better than beheading the police it's officer. It's better than though, just right? yeah. It's better. I than don't know just, what they did with him afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't think they a were lot, not violent. Yeah, I don't think a lot of you know they didn't put up gallows or anything. I don't know. Well, th- no, we we do know this was a non-violent. That's, that's what I'm saying. Largely, they didn't. Violence by pro- we're telling you that Mark. So violence by uh, protesters can undermine public support and give regime leaders an excuse for mass repression. In Egypt, it was the regime that was discredited by violence instead of the demonstrators. I think I was just saying something like this last night on these uh, this very airwaves. It's it's been something that we've seen here and we've seen across the country when somebody goes all crazy and decides to get violent against the government and goes in and shoots up a city council meeting or builds a you know the kill dozer and armors up a, a you know a bulldozer and goes and starts shooting people and tearing through buildings it's easy for them to point at that person and say this person's nuts and uh you know even if they were angry about legitimate things about being aggressed against by the government even if their anger is the source of their anger uh was legitimate the violence is never seen as legitimate by most people and so you just you ruin any chances you have at, at, at affecting change or inspiring others when you turn to the same tools that the state uses which is violence that's right because not only are you sure you're, you're fighting the state and, and you're doing damage against whatever it is whether you're using a killdozer or a, a gun but at the same time you're also scaring the other people your neighbors your community mm-hmm. members you're scaring them with your violent actions and they aren't going to be sympathetic with your cause, no matter how well spoken you are, no matter how good of a manifesto you've written. Your thoughts are welcome at 800 259 9231. Helen is on the line listening to WNYY in Ithaca. Helen, you're on Free Talk Live. Helen, in Ithaca, listening to WNYY. Helen going once, 
Helen going twice? Maybe we can get her after the break. Well, maybe she's got a bad cell. We'll put her back on hold here. She dropped off. Probably bad cell phone. Uh, certainly welcome to call back in. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Moments remain. Still enough time for your calls, your thoughts, whether you want to talk about nonviolent uh, disobedience, resistance, not cooperation, or something completely different. You may do so. 1-800-259-9231. Take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Moments remain, but enough time for your thoughts. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. Don't forget, you can go to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. The various different things that you can do, they're all free. As a talk show website should be, but most of them aren't. We give you more for free than they will charge you for. Most likely, you'll see for yourself. When you visit freetalklive.com. Just a few more thoughts, and we'll get uh, back to your calls here in a moment from theatlantic.com about nonviolent resistance. I don't really like the term resistance myself. I prefer non-cooperation. I, I just think that resistance, uh, it just doesn't ring right with me. What you resist persists, you know? Uh, so anyway, let's continue here. Similarly, in Bahrain, one organizer, Hussein Ramadan, declared, quote, The people are angry, but we will control our anger. We will not burn a single tire or throw a single rock. We will not go home until we succeed. They want us to be violent. We will not. Exactly. That, and, and he hits on the point perfectly. The, the, in, ba- in Bahrain, there, there was this, uh, this square, and they, they tried to, they, they tried to uh, it wasn't a square, it was actually a roundabout, but they tried to treat it in the same manner that the Egypt, uh, Egyptians did for Tahrir Square in that they met there and they chose that as their, their campground, so to speak. Now, initially, they were gathered there and the police came from all directions and cracked down really violently against these people and basically cleared the square or cleared the roundabout. Mm-hmm. And then people, once the police left, the next day people came back in droves and this time they brought tents, they brought food, there were free food services, there was uh, health caregivers, there was um, people to... Uh, to watch children as the parents were holding signs, stuff yeah, like that. It's not just a group of radicals. We're talking no, about a community. It's a, yes, they formed a community there, and they said, we're not leaving the square anymore. Mm. And basically, they treated it just like the Egyptians did for their, their uh, square, that, that roundabout. So, um, you know, more power to them. It's incredible. Them. Let's yeah. talk to you. Get your thoughts. Helen, I think, is back with us here, maybe on a better cell, uh, cell this time. Helen, are you with us, uh, listening in Ithaca? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take you off the speaker. Sorry. Oh, no problem. You're listening. Yeah, you're listening to WNYY there in Ithaca, New York. What's on your mind tonight? Right. Um, all right. Well, I, I, I'm a news junkie, and I've been following everything going on in the Middle East and North Africa there. So um, it's true that uh, things in Egypt they were so bad. Things in Bahrain they were handled peacefully. Uh, what's going on right now, as we speak, in Libya is horrible. Over yeah. a thousand people mm. are dead. Um, but we also have something going on in this country, and I also have Tunisia and Morocco, there's stuff going on there too. But uh, in, um, in this country, in this state called Wisconsin, 
we've been having some, uh, uh, like, more than a week, about 10 days of peaceful demonstrations, and you haven't even mentioned Wisconsin. <laughs> we, Wisconsin should get some credit. Tonight, we, tonight we haven't mentioned them, but we've uh, we've talked about it in the past, and I think that there's, you know, there's, there's some difference to what um, is going on in Wisconsin to what's going on in these other places. There's a big so, difference. So, you know, like, I, it, it... You know what's cool, though? Can I just interrupt? Go ahead, right? sure. Um, people from all over the world <laughs> have been calling into, like, these coffee shops and pizza parlors and donating money to feed these people for free who are protesting in Wisconsin. And people from Egypt have sent money to, like, this guy, it's called Ian's Pizza or something, and another pizza place, I forget the name of the other one. But, like, they're giving free pizza to people, free coffee, free Coke. I can't support uh, what's going on in Wisconsin because, as Mark pointed out, there's a difference, but you didn't explain the difference. Mark, do you want to try to do that? Well, um, you know, there's it's a bunch of state workers who are saying, you know, we we, we want the public to pay for our additional medical benefits and and all this other stuff when so many of the the people that have to pay are forced to pay for them. Um, You know, they don't have the the benefits that these people are, uh, you know, they're arguing for. And I, I, you know, I want them to have benefits. I just want them to do it in a manner that's non-coercive. All right. I agree with you. You know, I lived in France for like almost five years and um, it was a socialist country at the time. It was the late 1980s. And, uh, Everybody had the same benefits, you know, so it's like, why don't we all have pensions? Why don't we all have health care? You know, that's that's why I I am. Well, that's the only uh, way that the the state can get people to work for them. They have to offer them a better deal. They have to take productive people away from jobs that actually produce something, jobs that actually create wealth. And they have to take these people protecting protecting your life is is worthless or something? The cops are worthless? Well, I believe, the, the I cops believe. actually got uh, got paid off in this particular instance. It's the teachers we're talking about here. And teachers provide something to the marketplace. Um, you know, this is the, the, where the rhetoric falls apart, JJ. The teachers provide something to the marketplace. The problem is is that, the way, you know, the way that they're funded doesn't allow somebody choice. And that's, that's what really is, for me, the problem. The I, problem is the coercion. The yeah. problem is the fact that they're funded through the threat of violence. And and that's why I can't support what they're doing. I don't, I don't have any objection with people joining together for collective bargaining purposes. But the problem is they're collectively bargaining for a paycheck and benefits right. that Franklin are being Roosevelt, stolen from people. Franklin, Ro- Franklin Delano Roosevelt warned against public sector unions. He said, never let this happen. And, well, you know, generally unions will extol Franklin Delano Roosevelt and not mention this important quote. Yeah, we, we had... We had so many more unions like 20 years ago. Sure. The unions are like 10% of what they were like 20 years ago. And I'm, I'm talking about private sector unions. Yeah, I understand. I agree. Yeah. Anything and else so, you want to share? No, I, I mean, like, I, I think that especially now, since that Citizens United decision, you, you've heard yeah, of that, right? It's frightening. It's, yeah. uh, what it does yeah, is it, it gives uh, like corporate personhood. corporations corporations versus everybody else we need unions now more than we ever did well and I i'm not even a member of a union i, I agree with you helen i'd love to see union you know unions uh, people uh, getting together and bargaining with their employers is cool by me but public sector unions don't breed private sector unions supporting public sector unions doesn't help private sector unions other than giving money to the uh, large union organizations well, I guess which- they, they say it helps the baseline it, it keeps you know salaries uh, you know for everybody like below like 
do you, do you see any evidence of people getting paid in the in the marketplace uh, the same as people get paid in uh, for government workers? Because well, generally, the big problem is here we don't manufacture anything anymore, so everybody is working like at uh, Kohl's or Target or working in a restaurant. And what happened with the cheese business? Service employees. That is worthless work, in my opinion. Oh, wait, you, when you say we, we don't need make... to manufacture things in this country again. That's gotcha. what the problem is. And we need tariffs. And we no, need... you don't need that because that actually hurts business. Uh, if you, if you, if you oh, tax okay. people... They all, they, all move, they all move overseas. No, the reason, right. why... the reason they move overseas is all the, uh, the, 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 the restrictions that are put on them over here. You know, you've got no, to have because this... Because they want to they, they pay less for labor. That's why they're moving overseas. They have to pay less than labor. Remember, they have to pay money to ship it back over here. Uh, yeah, that costs pay, something. They're like paying themselves, like, you know, like what happened on Wall Street. You sure. know, they're paying us, you know, we bailed them out, us taxpayers. I, bailed out Wall Street. Let's 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 speak to it um, in, in an honest fashion. They, the government that owns us, use they, they the rich people that that control the government, use the, the government, government as a tool yeah, right. to extract money from you and me in order to give money back to their friends. I mean, that's what oh. happened. The idea that you're ever going to take the power away from the power and uh, and wealth have always inextricably been bound. All you can do to break the power of wealth is to break power that comes from the government. You can't wrest the power from the government. You must break it. I agree with you. We have a lot of very corrupt politicians, both Democrat and Republican. There's no such right thing as, uh, as a politician who can't be corrupted. Uh, I mean, the power corrupts people, and there's, uh, there's evidence Sanders for that. Bernie Sanders is a good guy. I don't know if he's a good guy or not. I've never met him. You're talking about the senator from Vermont. I'm sure he's very right, nice right. in person, uh, but he's advocating for violence. And if you're in Washington, D.C., as a senator or a representative, whether you call yourself a Democrat or Republican or a socialist or a greenie or whatever, you are advocating for violence against your fellow neighbor. That's what the government is, Helen. The government is institutionalized. Uh, it's an institutionalized monopoly over coercion, and it's it needs to end. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It's a barbaric, uh, ancient, decrepit concept that is uh, inhumane. Well, yeah, the, the the what we've seen, especially in Egypt, is they they try to pump up the number of state employees because people on the state payroll are more likely to be pro government. They're more likely to yes. be pro regime that's in charge. They're because paid off. They're getting paid by that regime. They're getting their cut, and and yes, pay them more. Pay them more than the private sector people because you need to pay them more to sit in those horrible bureaucratic jobs mm. where you're nothing but a number punching numbers. Right. I mean, you know, most of... I was just talking to somebody who works for the government today, and they were talking about the golden leash, and that is their benefits that they get after 25 or 30 years, and so many of them are losing them all across the country. They're being taken away because these state and local governments simply can't afford to do it anymore. Uh, the American economy has had its back broken. The uh, the, the workers can't afford to have uh, you know the state and local governments just sucking the money, the wealth out of them to give to these people. And so the the golden leash is uh, is, is becoming brittle and breaking. And you're watching the government fall apart in front of us. We are out of time for tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime. Tonight, it's been Ian with you. JJ. And Mark. I'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. 
But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers.